tit for tat for every tit. There's a tat. Tit tit tat tat tit tit tat. Tit for tat. Thomas and Miranda, a dude and a queen. Talking about the castle out on the scene. And you can count on them to give you the dish. And if we don't like you, you're a son of a bitch. Oh my. Tit for tat. Oh, tit for tat for every tit. There's a tat. Tit, tit, tat, tat, tit, tit, tat. Tit for tat. Hello, titty tats. We're going to start this loveliness here on the Tit for Tat Show. <laughs> Yay. Oh, lovely. Hey, I am your giant drag queen hostess, Veranda La Nye. Looking lovely. Oh, I thank you. Of course. Thank you. Uh, and my fantastic host, Mr. Thomas. Yay. Boop, 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 boop. Feel free to say yay, Chris. Yay. All right, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, our wonderful producer, Chris. Happy summer, everybody. Yay. It's finally summer. Are you having Northeast Ohio? Are you having a happy summer? So far. Good. Now that the rain stopped and things have kind of dried out. Yeah. It's been nice. And we're in the lovely lava room. I am studio, not dried out. Right? <laughs> I am Here we go. hot and sweaty. Not before our guest on this show, please. <laughs> Oh my God! Are you having a good summer, Mr. Thomas? You know what? I've, so far, so good. I'm so far, so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm me too, ish. I'm trying to stay positive. See, summer drag in the summer is terrible. Drag rot. Oh, honey, drag oh. rot. It is horrific. Yeah. And everyone's like, "Oh, would you like to like come into this party on our on our veranda?" And I'm like, "No." And they're like, "Oh, literally on you." Why? Well, they're saying patio, and I'm like, I'm correcting them. No, no, you must say veranda. Yeah, because you know they have those little blotting papers. Oh, really? I but need a big need blotting paper. Like a beach towel <laughs> blotting paper. Right, right, right. right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. I prefer my fall and winter gigs the I get best. It. Yeah. Or just carry a fan. I do. Oh, you do? I do. He's very heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Chris liked that one. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, well. Well, we're just going to keep on moving rolling right along and enjoying our summer. And Got to. Let's see what our titty tats have to say. Yeah, we have a lot of mail today. Um, lots and lots of mail. Mm-hmm. Um, Heavy people... sack, huh? Oh. <laughs> Do you know who's coming on the show today with that Uh-oh. language? Uh-uh. Oh, you don't? Okay. Oh. Well, we are having a different kind of show for mm-hmm. us, but I still think it's very important, right? Sure. I mean, I suddenly became aware of this person. His name is Brandon Robertson. Mm-hmm. He is a queer evangelical pastor. And literally, I'm not exaggerating, world-renowned. Really? Yes. Wow. And we'll get into that a little bit more. Well, I'm ex- this is going to be exciting to, it's to, going to hear what he has to say. You know, in our year of love, right? That's correct. Right. Yeah. We're yeah. going to expand our horizons. We're going to expand. And he's cute, too, right? Yes, he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen the photogs. I don't know. Is yeah. that, like, sinful? No. <laughs> it's okay to call someone cute. You know, Chris, it's really funny. Like, since I knew he's been coming on, I've yeah. been really kind of, like, Walking on eggshells in my mind. Well, mm. I, you know, because it's it's religion and yeah. the LGBT community don't necessarily mix. Correct. Um, you know, so and even saying evangelical really doesn't mix. Yes, correct. So it'll be very interesting to see what what uh, Brandon has to say yeah. about what he's done. Yeah, and, and what he is continuing to do. Yes. So yeah, that'll be cool. All cool. right, all right, all right. Okay, so let's see what our titty tats have to say. Oh, oh here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, ah. 
stop before it even starts. Hello, sweet Joe. Hello. Aww. See, we're off to a good start. I'm filled with sugar. You have diabetes. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I have a question for Chris. Uh-oh. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. He's ready. I know you identify as a straight man. True. Uh, obviously. Is that true still? Is it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> because, I think for a second. Because the panes of glass have gotten thicker. Right. <laughs> right. Anyway, okay. So obviously your involvement in this show is far from your self-identifying comfort zone. Hmm. How can you be so fantastic? Ha- have you taken any guff from your peers? Linda M. from Las Vegas. No, no, I haven't taken any. Um, but it's I wouldn't say it's outside of my comfort zone because I do it. But I guess uh, if that's the, the broad spec, you know, the broad view of, mm-hmm. you are know, you, which I guess, which I guess it kind of kind of could be. Are you calling Linda abroad? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, did I answer the question? I'm not really sure. Yeah, but you know, you think about it. You you work in the entertainment business. Yeah, so yeah. you have to work with all walks of life. Well, right, and uh, it's it's a business I think where. Um, all walks of life are a lot more widely accepted, or at least in my experience working in the entertainment industry. Um, so it's, yeah, it's not really different for me, uh, per se. And, and I've had uh, a lot of friends in the LGBT community since I was 14, 15 years old. And, you know, some of my friends started to come out and, um, actually one of them is one of my best friends ever. So I guess it's kind of, uh, just natural for me, but I could see how that might not seem normal to other people, I guess. Okay, so are you telling me that in the past you've had a seven-foot drag queen drool on you through two-way glass? <laughs> that was a first. That's what I think Linda's asking. Oh, yeah, okay. But it doesn't scare me. <laughs> it should. Oh. That was a good question, Linda. Yeah, it was. Thanks, Linda, from yeah. Las Vegas. Thanks for including our lovely Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel special. I have another... No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Darlings. Oh, hello, darling. I adore the humor. I think you are all so very amusing. Well, except for the big bothersome baboon that is my dearest Miranda. <laughs> Who's that from? Oh, good Lord, Dragalope. Yes. Kill me. Big bothersome baboon. Wow. She I, loves some alliteration. We need to do, need to do like a whole alphabet of alliteration from Dragalope. <laughs> from Dragalope. Every right, right, she's right. Me and see what letter she's missing and give it to her. <laughs> I agree. I think we need to get her on the damn show. Oh, God. I don't know if you could take itself. it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe one's enough. I, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess. I feel like that one wasn't as creative as some of the others, though. Oh, Dragalope's being judged. Yeah. Oh, you better bring it, oh, Dragalope. Dragalope needs to step the game shade. up. Some shade from producer Chris. Yes. <laughs> All right, let me see what I got here. Mm. Howdy, dolls. Howdy. I saw on your Instagram, yes, I stalk you. Yay. You are having an evangelical pastor as a guest. Yeah, you're you're right. A lot of people are already on this. I told you. Has the world fallen off its axis? Hmm. That's from Barry in Belfast. Oh, Barry. Barry. Well, you know what? Barry in Belfast? Is that Miss Dragalope at it again? (laughs) Oh, God, no. (laughs) No. By the way, Barry, congratulations on Northern Ireland Mm -hmm. starting the route to gay marriage being legal. 
Absolutely. Yes. And now that that's been said, don't be so judgmental, Barry. You mm-hmm. have no idea what's coming. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Just stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's right. Oh, so I wanted to say, because, you know, he started off with Howdy. Yeah. I so <laughs> want to do the mini pearl. Howdy! <laughs> Why didn't you? It's not as good when you qualify. I'll be sure to do it next time. Oh, God. I I hope somebody else writes that in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hello, Titty Tats. Hello. I am your biggest fan. As a PhD in mathematics, Uh -uh. I tend to spend a lot of time running numbers. Nerd. Well, nerd is good. <laughs> Nerds are good. Yeah. Um, did you know you have had connections with 80 countries? Wow, I didn't really notice. That. I mean, we That's a lot. I would always say we want to do like the map and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 80 countries. Fast. Okay. Uh, you've spoken through email to 43 states. Okay. That's it? Well, we're seven, <laughs> we're seven away. We're seven away. And you have consistently have astounded me and my nerd math. Love you guys. Dr. Steven from the UK. Dr. Steven. Awesome. Where did you get all those stats? That's fantastic. You listened to every single episode. And as you should. And counted them all up. Okay, so when you're looking at equations or tit-for-tat show, it's a pretty even split at that (laughs) point, right? (laughs) Yeah, those two usually go together. (laughs) Not. (laughs) That's how we add up. Well, Stephen, maybe I'll come and find you because I am visiting the UK soon. Uh oh, I know, right? That scares me. <laughs> Look and out! Have you heard of locked up abroad? <laughs> uh-huh. Who's you calling abroad? Right, ah. chin chung. <laughs> All right, hey you guys! Oh no, the Goonies! Yes, right. I truly and heartfelt love that you represent a realistic, funny, sad, and completely honest picture of diversity in this country. Oh wow. The sad is not me, by the way. In one show, I have teared up with laughter and teared up in pain. Mm. That must have been your... your... That was my segment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you sincerely, Lorna from Cleveland. Oh, Lorna. Hi, darling. Yeah, hometown girl. Yeah, I hope you're not crying too much. I mean, you don't have to see what I have to see. <laughs> Shut up. She's probably been to one of my shows. That's all. Oh. Uh-huh. See, watch your tongue. Watch you your assume. Tongue. I am assuming a lot, aren't I? Right. <laughs> you know what? It's when you assume, uh huh. Uh-huh. You make an ass out of Shut you up. and me. Right. <laughs> Shut up. Thank you, Lorna. Keep listening. We love you. Come to my show. <laughs> you did it. I did it. I didn't plug it this time. You did it. <laughs> All right. My dear ladies. Hey, wait a minute. I know. <laughs> I find that offensive. I'm so confused. I am a grandmother of 16. Wow. <clears throat> and at 89 years old, consider myself the corrupting force behind all of them. <laughs> wow. I have insisted they listen to, our, to your show as an educational, <laughs> quote unquote, opportunity. I only have one complaint. I knew it. Is the outrageous language absolutely necessary? (laughs) I mean, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Much love, Granny Eileen from Arizona. Oh, Granny Eileen, yoo-hoo. Granny Eileen, 16. I love it. it. You're like torturing these kids with our show. It's punishment. teaching them. It's punishment (laughs) for when they're bad. Yeah, could you see? Get in the corner and listen to the show. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I've been there. What, yeah, uh, <laughs> crying, rocking back and forth. What a show for her to pick. To- <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I'm kind of nervous about my language. 
crickets. Uh-huh. See, y'all are too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why do I why do I feel kind of like a whore I in church know, right now? No, because you I, are one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, read the next well, email. Well, thank you, Granny Eileen. Yeah, that's so cute. Keep listening, honey. Where's she from? Arizona. Arizona. Oh, where else? Arizona. Mm-hmm. All right. Hello, Tit for Tat Show. Hello. Hey. I am writing in my formal role as a clinical psychologist. To see how I lowered my voice to make it sound more dramatic. It almost sounded masculine. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. All right. I applaud your inclusion of mental health guests. It is rare indeed for a podcast to be both entertaining and responsible. Who the hell said we were responsible? (laughs) Right. <laughs> Keep up the good work and mental health advocacy. Dr. Susan from Boston. You know what that all means. Hmm. There's some crazy asses running around here. And <laughs> right. She applauds that we include them. <laughs> right. right. And there's one right behind the triple panes of glass. That's right. There. Yeah. Wow. That's why he's behind glass. Crazy's underrated, right? It is. It is. I think she meant Dr. Pete. I love crazy. Hats off to Dr. Pete. Yeah. Yeah. What did he do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to be honest. This one scares me a little bit. Uh-oh. Dear Tiffertat Show, have you ever considered having a psychic as a regular on your show? Mm. We've had plenty of psychos. She's wondering. Okay. <laughs> I have been getting constant messages for all three of you every time I listen to an episode. Scary. From who? Ready? Uh-huh. It ain't over, honey. Uh-oh. Oh, jeez. Thomas is facing a crisis dealing with family. An uncle wishes you would calm calm more and accept that family isn't always determined by blood. Oh, okay. Veranda. Uh-oh. A paternal elder is wishing you to be more open with your successes to loved ones. Follow the voice telling you to dig your Manolos in and make it work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have Manolos on right no, now? No, I not don't. tonight. All right, you're going to have to dig them in. I know, I am. Chris. Oh, boy, let's hear it. You are in the midst of a family expansion. Do not stress. A maternal elder is guiding the process. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) We're bringing him in again. Wow. (laughs) So I'm assuming they're saying like maternal elder, it is is a spirit. That's what I was assuming, too. It's that, so... Because I was, I was thinking maybe it was didn't want to say your grandma and grandma's still alive. Right. So I don't know, but so mine was what a paternal, a paternal elder. elder. So your father's side, or just a male, right? Yeah, I would think of a male. See, I didn't know a lot of my father's side of the family. Okay. But I was very close with my grandfather and my great grandfather. Oh. Um, so come through, Grandpa. I guess you know. I never got a chance to come out to my my grandfather either. So maybe that's yeah. hmm. who knows. Well, it's Grandpa, too late now. You. That's okay. He knows now. <laughs> he, he knows now. He so. knows a lot more than that's he wanted. Right. Now that's right. A lot more than he bargained for. Right. <laughs> so anyway, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah, think about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And who was that? Is that there was actually no name. No name. Oh. Well, thank you, yes. Spirit Guide. Spirit Guide. So, yes, we will think about it. Yeah. How cool. Of but I do leave no name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just make right. It, just right. make it that much more creepy. I guess. Right? It is kind of creepy. Yeah. I love it. You don't have anything to tell us, do you, Chris? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, good. No, but I mean, I'll t- well, here's what, here's what did creep <laughs> Not me Not that at. you know of. <laughs> um, is uh, my wife and I recently thought that she might be pregnant. Oh. <gasps> 
but no, we t- she took a test. It was negative, but just the thought of you know that coming in, and we're living in um, the house that her grandmother lived in. She passed away a few years ago, and we moved into the house. Oh my gosh! So uh, I was like, ooh, the hair standing up yeah. on my arm now. Wow. Yeah. I think that's pretty close for all of us, really. Yeah. I think to some extent. All right. So whoever wrote this, send us back with your... Yeah, your contact information. Contact information. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't psychically know who you are. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> we do not have that power. Not yet. <laughs> the power of my wig is not compelling me to figure out who you are right now. <laughs> Tune in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, friends. Hello. I love that introduction. Okay, this isn't just another gush letter. It has a point. Exclamation mark. (laughs) They were very serious about that. Okay. I absolutely love that you don't shy away from the rough issues. I love you can keep the funny and never let us forget we are still fighting and dying. Peace, my brothers. Mike from Johannesburg. Wow. Oh, Mike, how God. wonderful. Now I've got more Yeah, chill. I know. Yeah. I see. <laughs> oh. oh. How wonderful. Mike, thank you. That's very kind. Peace, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Johannesburg. This is yeah. great. <laughs> is this another? Okay, we're going to add that. We're mathematicians. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> we, we need to find out. Yeah, where are we at? <laughs> Dr. Steven, where are we at with this now? you got to let us know. Update keep, us on the next You have to keep us show. updated every time. Yeah, and when yeah. we hit bingo... Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Tip for tat, bingo. There you go. Ooh, Ooh. What's the free spot? <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm looking at it. Hey, 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 hey. We got to tone it down. <laughs> oh, God. Did you forget already? We already forgot. What? We need to be reverential tonight. Oh, come on. You can't talk about your free space. <laughs> Everybody else does. <laughs> oh, how funny. Uh, well, thank you, all you titty tats out there. Please keep sending us your fabulous messages and not so fabulous messages, Dragalope. And oh. uh, we'll <laughs> do it. Uh, get creative. And do remember, um, we appreciate every single email, Absolutely. although we can't possibly read them all. Yeah. Um, sooner or later, we'll get to you. Yeah, we will. You know, we'll and keep sending them. Keep sending. Them. We love them. We, we do love, love them. them. And when we come back, mm-hmm. we're gonna have a very unique and special. Oh. No, that's not necessary. Okay, <laughs> Special guest. <laughs> the legendary yes. Brandon Robertson will be yes. here when we get back. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All <I'm> right. <laughs> ready. All right, Brenda. Yes. The guest I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for this guest for a really long time. I know. Yeah, like a really, really special man. Mm-hmm. Um, an amazing author of like 30,000 books. But um, some of the big ones like Nomad, mm-hmm. um, Gay and Christian, No Contradiction. I mean, come on. Right. Um, the Gospel of Inclusion. Inclusion, a, yeah. A, a Christian case for LGBT+. Plus. Inclusion. Um, he is, besides being an author, he's an activist. Mm-hmm. And he's a queer pastor. That's right? amazing. And so amazing is that not only is this all happening, but he's also, you know, he writes for um, Pathos, his bylines on Time Magazine, Dallas Morning News, Huffington Post, NBC, Washington Post, spoken at the White House. Wow. Oxford University, right? And in just in the short interaction that I've had, mm-hmm. really puts the gentle in gentlemen. Oh. No, truly, truly. And I have been stalking him on... <laughs> <laughs> on all his video feeds and 
without further ado, I mean, the amazing Brandon Robertson. Robertson. Oh, thank you all so much. It's so good to be with you. It is so good to have you here. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, and you two are pretty amazing as well. So it truly is my honor to be on here. Oh, thank you. Tell me more. So in all truth, I mean, I really have. I've been watching all the videos. Um, please go on YouTube. Please go on Brandon's website. Mm-hmm. Watch some videos. Um, the ones that I actually was really, really touched by. He does like a talk on truth, on power, on LGBT Christians. Um, and this one, how to respond to Donald Trump, which I thought was mm. absolutely fascinating. And I will say, though, the one video I watched on forgiveness um really hit me hard mm. yeah yeah so i'm i i really am kind of stalking you in a non, non-harmful way brandon <laughs> i love it but and that one of forgiveness hit me hard too it's hard to practice what you preach and i'm learning that more and more every day let me tell you so you know and 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 in my research i mean i have i do know in my research and you've spoken about it i'm not like sh- sharing anything secret wise but i mean you did not have like a picture book childhood not many of us have you know and um but then you found a baptist church you know if correct me if i'm doing wrong and then there were some things about the baptist church that as you got a little bit older did not quite add up for you Yeah, totally. So I grew up in a trailer park in Maryland with an abusive alcoholic father, uh, non-religious. And when I was 12 years old, I was internally obviously struggling with my sexuality. And I was also just kind of collapsing under the weight of abuse. And so I stumbled into a fundamentalist Baptist church in Baltimore. Um, It was actually the church some of your listeners might know, um, Jeremiah Lloyd Harmon from American Idol. It's the church his dad is the pastor of. Um, And they showed me this inclusive welcome as a straight white Uh, 12-year-old. And they showed me, honestly, the love of God for the first time in my life. But very quickly, as I kind of started becoming a teenager and started asking questions, um, it became clear that I wasn't going to be welcome in that church very long. Not even because I said I was gay or anything like that, simply because I asked questions about what the pastor was teaching and things like that. And Uh, In those religious traditions, it's not very good to be curious. You're just kind of supposed to believe what's taught. And that's kind of been my experience with a lot of religion. Yeah. You're supposed to follow. I mean, you, that's, that's not necessarily a, a, a good thing. It's always good to know that there's, there's someone there who's willing to answer your questions for you and be honest with you. But, you know, to push you aside is just unreal. Yeah. I mean, it literally was the pastor called, I mean, you can imagine this scene, um, a 60-year-old pastor calling a, at the time, I think, 13 or 14-year-old boy to come to the office, sit in front of the elders of the church, and basically have to answer for why I was being disobedient and asking questions. And when I saw that, it broke my heart. This was the community I thought was going to save my life, and they did in so many ways, but now they were rejecting me simply because I was being curious and honest about my questions. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that actually is a very good microcosm of what a lot of people in the LGBTQ community um, kind of view religion as, you know, and 
the one of the things that you did say that really struck me on this issue was that truth was used to marginalize oppress and beat people into conformity you know now that 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 has stuck with me ever since i heard you say it and for me growing up catholic being an altar boy um i didn't know anything but that but i did have questions too you know, and I think it's one of those things where it's ingrained in your head that, you know, you just need to accept and then go and live your life. There's no such thing as questioning. Yeah. And what I've discovered that's so profound and what shaped my faith is that Jesus, if you actually read what Jesus's life and teachings look like in the Gospels, you find that he was always questioning and offering new interpretations and new ideas, which is what ended up getting him such a bad reputation with the religious leaders of his day. But it's at the very heart of what it means to follow Jesus is to be somebody who asks questions and challenges and calls people to think differently. And again, like you just said, I think so many churches have failed to see that. And that pushed not only LGBT people away, but most people away from religion. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, and and I and as you probably know, I mean, our experience um has also been one that as gay people, uh, um, we are really kind of pushed away so much from most of the time a lot of our families push us away, you know, and then to have something that really should be your safe place kind of tell you, no, you don't belong here. And in fact, you less than belong here. Mm -hmm. You know, who you are is, is sinful. Yeah. I mean, we know that community, uh, LGBT people that grow up in religious environments, it's heartbreaking, yeah. but there's something like 50% more likely to um, have depression and mental illness and suicidal ideation. And that, again, Jesus taught that he came to bring life and abundant life for everyone. And when religion is causing death, I think we can be pretty confident that whatever religion that is, is not from God and it's not representative of Jesus. Yeah. Wow. You know, I, I was brought up that as, uh, as they would call it a Sini Catholic, you know, Christmas and Easter. And, uh, you know, my grandparents were very religious and everything, but you know, I, it was never really a huge part of our family dynamic. It was just, it was always just there. Yeah. And my parents never really forced the issue of saying, well, you have to go to church. You have to, it was out of respect for, I think for my grandparents more than anything, but the more I kept questioning, if we're going to use that that uh, that word, I, the more I was just dissuaded by not wanting to be there. I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to be a part of that. Right. But I did it out of respect for my my grandparents, and that was it. And I I just I didn't want to do it. And it was sad because I think that there's something to be to be learned from. Uh, any religion, yeah, you know, there's a basis for morality in some of it, and and but it's all what you take into into account. I have friends that belong to other uh, religious uh, denominations, and they seem to be in a good place. But I know a lot who are, aren't because right. they found that, gosh, what I once thought was a good, strong anchor for me is now gone. It's it's yeah. eroded away. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, of course, I see that in my own life. I've been pushed away from church and also not really wanted to go to church for long periods of my life. And I also understand, and I think it needs to be said, that for so many LGBT people, even though we're pushed out of religion and find ourselves outside of the institutions, most LGBT people are actually incredibly what we would call spiritual. We have yes. so much wisdom and insight just basic, 
because basically because of the experience we go through, the trauma, the pain, as bad as that is, I think it also gives us a deeper understanding of life and how to relate to other people. We have such gifts to offer these religions, um, and they push us out. But I do think that most LGBT folks still have this deep attunement to spirituality, if that's what we want to call it. Yeah, and you know, I can't agree with you more on that. I consider myself very spiritual as well. Um, I'm open to learning things from pretty much every religion, you know. The only negative I will say on that, and I think you nailed it, is that sometimes just being spiritual, though, can get a little bit lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's really no spiritual community. And and one of the reasons that I did ask you to come on is we do get so many emails from around the world. Um, we've been blessed to have those. Um there's so much pain that we keep mm-hmm. hearing again and again and again. And, you know, this little show is, was, you know, we we're, it's funny. We laugh ourselves silly. Um, but I do think a message of hope is, like, so critical right now. And mm-hmm. if you could speak on that just for a second, too, I think it would be really good. Yeah, I think the good news is, is that over the past five years, I've gotten an incredible opportunity to travel the world and go to different places where there's actually this radical movement of people of all religions that are changing what the institution looks like. And so um, whether I was just in Ireland two weeks ago speaking to Roman Catholics, and I'm not Catholic, but there's this group in Ireland that's committed to overturning the structures in the church that are keeping LGBT people and women out of leadership and out of um, full participation. And that's happening in every community. I know gay Muslim imams. I know gay rabbis. I know transgender rabbis and Muslim imams. There is a change that's happening. And while when we look at the media and we see crazy, and I think that is the right word, crazy pastors that are supporting Donald Trump and um, exploiting their faith for their own power and privilege, that's the dominant message we see. There's actually a bigger, stronger, and I think a lasting movement happening a little bit more behind the scenes. So I want LGBT people to hear that in their place, wherever they live in the world, there is a movement of inclusion. And hopefully one day, if they so desire, they'll be able to step back into their religious community and not only be welcomed, but be celebrated for who they are. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just so people that don't know fully, um, I was also struck, I know this is going to sound really silly, but um, when I was watching your, your videos and watching, you know, speak in your church, um, he dresses like we do, Veranda. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you can almost so one-on-one relate mm-hmm. because not only does he look like us, sound like us, have concerns similar to us, but I mean, he's wearing a t-shirt, you know? And I know that seems like such a minor, silly point. But it's not. It struck me. It's not, because you you always think of, if you're you're clergy of any any kind, it's it's very serious, and robes and vestments and, and, and everything else that goes along with it. And to have that casual uh, approach to something as serious as spirituality you know that that actually sends a very calming tone yeah. to those who want to participate and partake in what you have to say yeah is that was that a conscious decision for you brandon kind of one it was i just wanted to be comfortable and okay. two i think it is re- the reality is i am a 27 year old pastor and i hope i still think this way when i'm a 50 year old pastor but i don't feel like i have the answers or superior knowledge or wisdom I'm just sharing my insights, what I'm thinking about, 
and I hope that it helps other people. And so I don't want to look like I'm separate or different from anyone because I'm just another sojourner wandering on this journey of life with everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, please do know that that does completely come across. I mean, and the helping people thing, I mean, Mm -hmm. as much as when you tell your story about like a certain passage that has gotten you through your life, um, hearing you talk about it really did like strum chords in me that I did not think were going to be strummed again. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. And I think there's something, and you talk about like a calling or a gift or Mm -hmm. any of that stuff. There's something in you that definitely generates outward. Well, I really appreciate that. Thank you for saying it. It's absolutely true. Yeah, it's absolutely true. But um, when you were getting rolling in this, so we've gotten some, a lot of the emails had a lot of questions. The dichotomy of the traditional evangelical versus the queer boy, how did you first bridge that gap? Yeah, I bridged the gap by first being kicked out of the evangelical world in college, quite wow. literally, of I, I went to Bible college. They tried to expel me, put me through reparative therapy, did all of that. <sighs> and when I left college, I didn't want anything to do with Christianity anymore. Um, and so I went back to D.C. and I started doing political activism. And in that period, I discovered that there were a, there's a whole different kind of Christianity out there of open-minded people that love diversity and accept people for who they are. And that helped me begin to reclaim my faith. But I still have a passion for that evangelical world that kicked me out. It's kind of like the the family that rejects you. You might be hurt by them. You might be really opposed to them in many ways, but they're still your family. Mm-hmm. And so I spend a lot of time kind of going back behind the scenes and trying to talk to evangelical leaders and let them know that even though they say I'm not a Christian or I can't be a pastor— here I am living as a gay person who's also a Christian and a pastor. And I hope that as they see me as a real person, as they get to know me as a real person, that that will change their hearts and their minds. And I've seen that happen. And so uh, in my own life, I bridge that divide in that way. But I also know for a lot of people, they may never feel like they want to go back to their tradition, like evangelicalism or the Roman Catholic Church or whatever religion they might have come from. And I don't think me walking this path is better than the people who have just been so hurt and think that the system is broken and can't be redeemed. So I see both sides to that. Um, But for me, it just feels like this is my particular calling. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll be perfectly honest. I'm not aware of anyone else that's been in your situation. Mm. Yeah. It's a, it's a small group of us. We're a small, weird group of people that (laughs) want to keep going back to the people that reject you. But, uh, but it's fulfilling when it works out and people change their minds. So, yeah, but he does. I mean, and Brandon, I don't know if you've seen this one video also, and this is why I knew he was going to do well with us. He was telling a story of when he was building a fort and he had to go get a hammer. And he said he was swinging the hammer because that's how masculine he is, you know, <laughs> broke out laughing. And I was like, yeah, he's going to do just fine. He's, <laughs> he... But I mean, to know that is you're so identifiable. Yeah like to us, you know, and we don't have that image. I mean, you get that, right? I mean, you get that. We don't have that image. No, totally. Totally. I think, I mean, just whenever any of us um, leans into our authentic selves, I think that's what draws other people to us. And I think that's honestly what I'm trying to do day by day. And sometimes I do well and sometimes I don't, but. (laughs) Oh, please. Yeah. 
So this past, uh, just recently, there was a San Diego Pride. Yes. And uh, so I, uh, how does that come across? Like I said, we've gotten some emails with people who are like, how does this dichotomy work? And do you get questions from, you know, your LGBTQ uh, peers out there who are going, huh? You know, especially during when there's so many people there who are they asking you questions? Are they are they getting, uh, you know, getting inspired by the fact that this is actually a, a, there is someone out there who's really willing to do that? Yeah, I'll say this year was one of the more incredible experiences I had because normally I'm walking in the Pride Parade with my church this year. I got to sit on the back of a convertible, which did great things for my ego. But also, <laughs> uh, it allowed me to look out at the crowd and actually see and kind of engage people a little bit more closely. And you would be so amazed, or maybe not, but to, I was sitting there looking like a twinky little pastor in short shorts and had uh, angel wings on, waving at people in a convertible that said, our pastors. And to see people look up and see somebody who didn't look like I belonged in a religious environment, right. mm-hmm. but being there representing a different kind of religious environment, I and it, it sounds dramatic, but it's true. I saw people burst into tears. I saw people towards the end of the parade, they came up to me and my associate pastors and said, we want to go to your church. What is it? Um, and again, it's just us showing up as our authentic self saying, I can't get rid of this Christian thing for some reason. I keep sticking to it and it's making my life more rich and whole. And I also love being gay and love being at Pride. And, and so when people see somebody living in that intersection with authenticity, I think it encourages them to begin to dream maybe, just maybe, they could step back into their faith or spirituality or whatever path they've been walking. And I really experienced that at Pride this year in a really profound way. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. That's so good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, because you get, I mean, you get the pain. I'm sure you felt it being kicked out. There's a lot of pain, unresolved pain, with that whole issue. Totally. Yeah. I'm still working through my stuff, let me tell you. See? Yep. Well, hey, I think we I think we all do at some point. But I, I, have, a, I have a more of a, I guess, a more fun question, uh, so to speak. Um, so how do you respond to Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer, so I'm not going to say anything. With a lot of tequila. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. That wasn't even in the video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep that just for, just for the show. I don't talk about it in front of the church. Actually, I probably do. My church sees me at the bars most a couple nights a week at least. But honestly, I think um, even though that is a joke, I think I've had to do a lot of self-care in the past couple of years. Um, and I know a lot of us have like intentionally had to disconnect so I think the first way I deal with Donald Trump is you do have to sometimes pull away and forget the craziness that's happening just for a moment. So I try to do that regularly and just go with people that are my friends that we can just be ourselves and not think about the craziness of the world. But then the other way is, as we've all seen, it's been so important for us to not believe that we've had victory just because um, as the LGBT community, we've won marriage equality right. or we've had a few legal victories. It's been really important for us to keep not just celebrating the victories we've had, but keep showing up and resisting and being very public about who we are and what we deserve. Um, and we've needed women to do that. And we've needed people of color to do that. And we've needed allies of all of us to do that. And I think in this era, the thing that's most inspiring 
is that, yes, we've seen this resurgence of racism and homophobia and xenophobia, Mm -hmm. but we've also seen a resurgence of people that have a better vision for what this country and this world can look like. And they've stepped up and they're speaking out and they're getting elected. And in our faith communities, I see my church. I mean, it feels like every other month my church on their own is going and organizing a protest at the border or going and protesting somewhere in San Diego. And just to see that is a sign that something's changed. And that resistance, I think, gives hope out of that movement to resist Donald Trump. Uh, A lot of people are getting renewed hope in what our country can become. And that's healing in and of itself. Wow. You know, and if you think about it, it 50 years ago, we, we were, we, we said, uh, hell no, you know, where the Stonewall yeah. happened and here we are, we're, we're 50 years later and we're still standing up and saying, hell no, you know, we're, we're not going to take yeah. this crap. And there are new voices and there are younger voices who are taking on the, this mantle. And it's, it's fantastic. I mean, we see it in our own community and as a drag entertainer, you know, we have the ability to stand on on uh, on a stage with a microphone and talk in front of large audiences. But you know, make it poignant, make it make yeah. it worth the effort, and uh, it's fantastic to see that. And I love uh, seeing our religious leaders. I, we've got some very good friends up here, religious leaders who are part of the ACLU and a part of you know Equality Ohio and all those wonderful things that we're still fighting. We're still doing it. Totally. And I just want to say on that, I think you're absolutely right. It's been beautiful also to see a resurgence of drag as not only a form of entertainment, but as a form of activism and resistance. And we've seen even our comedy shows and things like that go back to what it was actually meant to do, which is not just make us feel good, but be a way to speak the truth that people can actually hear it. And so we've seen resurgence of obviously we've all seen the Saturday Night Live skits when they were doing Donald Trump and all of that. Like, that's actually a really hopeful sign that there are these channels through which truth can be spoken to us in this era where we get nothing but lies. And if it makes us laugh or it makes makes us feel good in the midst of it, that's also really amazing. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah. And I know, Brandon, I know you have to go for another meeting. I could talk to you for hours and hours. And um, hopefully at some point you'd be willing to come back and... um, be the spiritual advisor for the tip for tat show because we could really use one but uh, hopefully you'd be willing to come back absolutely i'll be back tomorrow okay that would be a fantastic <laughs> excellent and brandon and i actually on occasion do the show live in san diego mm-hmm. and at some point we definitely might be having you stop by we'd love to meet you in person and since i did i did study the whole forgiveness video very well. I'm going to have to ask for repentance because I do have a little crush at this point. Uh, <laughs> it, I, oh. I tend to flirt with my guests a little, but this one, I, I don't know what's going on, Veranda. So, but we know... No, you, you don't need forgiveness for that. Come on. See? <laughs> See, you make it hard. You make it hard. Well, no, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't mean that. Stop looking we'll, at me. We'll have, to, we'll, have to, we'll have to meet up for a cocktail. At, we will. Was it first on fifth or fifth on first? I can't remember which one it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's my watering hole. Come on See? down. Yeah. We will definitely be there. And we cannot thank you enough. We cannot thank you what you're doing for the community and the world in general. Yes. Um, it is very rare for us to find somebody that is this inspiring. And hopefully you will be able to come back on again because we would love to have you. Well, I would love to be back on. And truly, thank you for what you all are doing and the ways that you're being able to lift up voices and messages of hope in this era where we need it so much. So, oh, Thank you so much. Likewise. All right. Hopefully we'll talk to you soon then. And you have a wonderful rest of your week.
Thank you, Brandon. Have a good talk. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Wow, that was great. Yeah, he's really, really good, right? Yeah. 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 And, you know, we have gotten a lot of questions about why we would have somebody like that on there. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a disservice to not. I mean, right? I mean, sure. He, I don't think we're in a position where we can start deciding to not hear voices, especially a voice so brilliant and open. Right. And, you know, he's not thrusting anything at anybody. Nope. You know, he's just saying, if you choose this, yeah. that there is a place for every one of us. Giving you the option to, yes. to make the decision for yourself yeah. and seek out, you know, your answers to right. your questions. Right. That's, and, yeah, and, it's powerful. And, and for the first time, honestly, in my life, to hear somebody from a religious place saying, not only should you question, but you absolutely need to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a re- revelation. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Brandon, uh, Brandon Robertson, absolutely fantastic. If you get the opportunity, go on brandonrobertson.com. Yes. Check everything out. His books are uh, listed on there and a lot of great quotes and information. So please, please, please check him out. And uh, yeah, but don't yeah. send any dirty emails. No, right? no, no. Just That's keep all those Thomas's. coming to us. <laughs> I'll handle the flirting here. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and I guess when we come back, we're going to be saying sayonara. Oh, boo. Boo. We'll be back. Maybe. We're back. Oh. What the <laughs> hell was that? Have you just found the, Jesus? I, I <laughs> Where was he? I don't know. <laughs> he, he, he was hiding in the Where's Waldo yeah. uh, picture. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So, see, here again, after the during the, our breaks, we end up still cracking ourselves up. That's well, we, what we do. It's what we do. I know. I know. But I, know. I still do think, yeah. what an amazing yeah. guest. Yeah, he really was, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Now we have to go to San Diego. I haven't been in a while. Yeah, I'm going. I know I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting on the invite. You know, it's Uh-oh. cool. <laughs> what do you want to go for? <laughs> yeah, so no, definitely. Uh, um, yeah. It would be nice. You know what? Maybe we'll go check out a church. Sure. God knows they did not know what was coming. <laughs> no, they did. Oh Lord, would we burst into flames? I uh, I usually do. <laughs> yeah, well, not those flames. <laughs> Drinking the holy water. Oh my God, they have <laughs> penicillin for that flame. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh no, what a fantastic guest. So yeah, and you know what? We hope that this gave you a little bit of hope. Mm-hmm. You know, to see another perspective. Sure. To realize that, yes, the church has caused dramatic pain in many lives, but especially LGBT lives. Yeah. Um, you you all know this is our community. Yep. We are mostly concerned for you guys. Um, and we just wanted to continue to bring different voices, you mm-hmm. know? What you do with those voices is your choice. But I hear voices all the time. I knew that was coming. <laughs> right? You saw that coming too, Chris? Yeah. See, even the straight guy seeing you come out. <laughs> wow, am I that predictable? <laughs> yes. Oh, shut up. We don't need the psychic for that. I want the psychic. I want to hear about her voices. Uh, that scares me. I want to. I'd see. I'm very fascinated by stuff like that. Chris, scared or excited? Fascinated for sure. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Very fascinated by that. Outvoted. Because you know, I I'm I've been um, 
I know how to read tarot cards. I've always been very fascinated with astrology and numerology and psychics. And You're all a witch, stuff. bitch. I am. Oh, got it. Mm-hmm. Don't forget what show we're still going. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I'd watch my mouth. Wow. Well, it's only one potty mark for you. Potty, uh, you've gone a long time. I'm surprised. Right? The worst thing you did was tell me you were getting hard. No! <laughs> Christopher! That's not what I said. And I will go through and review the Make whole sure you tape. Re- re- just, just drop that edit in. <laughs> Reconstruct that. the whole thing. <laughs> See? Every time I make a friend, you all have to ruin it. <laughs> wow. And I thought we had something, Chris. Oh, you thought wow. we thought wrong. I know. I thought the ointment took care of that. The shade is the shade is real up See, in here. He's thrown more shade than I am. Oh my god, and I have this unusually long hair on my oh, microphone. Really? Uh, <laughs> Is that what we have to deal with over here? Woo! My mouth's been touching that, too. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, before we really go to hell. Oh, gosh. Yes, yes, yes. But no, honestly, I really, really enjoyed the show. I really enjoyed speaking with him. Mm. Um, I will continue stalking. I will give you updates. Yes. But um, yeah. So if there's anything else, any if any of you know somebody like as amazing and interesting Mm -hmm. and a voice that you would like to have on the show, um, feel free to reach out to Veranda. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm covering my bases. Sure, reach out to me, honey. Reach out and touch. Maybe not touch. Somebody's. Yeah. (laughs) Wear gloves. Wear (laughs) gloves. All right. On that note. Before I, before Chris digs me a hole I can't right, get out of. Right, absolutely. It's time to say goodnight, Veranda. Uh, good night, Veranda. Time to say goodnight, Chris. Sweet dreams. Oh, look, he's adding. Oh, he's getting creative. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Thomas. And once again, if you have nobody else, you've always, always got, got us. us. Good night. Tad.